Hey, welcome everybody. Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> Where am I? I traveled all the way over here to take part in the Alamo City Sportscast. Hope everyone's had a fantastic Monday. It is Halloween Eve over here. Mike Jimenez here, Joe Garcia. Joe, how you doing, my man? I'm good. I am the night. I'm Batman today. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm the blind ref. The blind ref from yesterday's Spurs game. Uh, no, shoot. It was blind coaching. <laughs> Dude, let's get Pop out of there, man. Pop is like milk that's been expired for four weeks. Come on, man. Oh, my God, dude. They're going to come after your ass. You can't put no pop slander on Twitter, dude. Pop slander. There will be pop slander here. We have to talk, have a nice talk about Jeremy Sohan. Oh, man. That's a failed experiment, uh, man. Dude, is it possible he's just another guy? I think what's going on is they're trying to force him to be a point guard, and that's not what he's he's used to doing. He's never been a great point guard. He just needs to go out there and play defense and be a little pest on the court. That's what he does best. Dude, I think he's more just a guy than he is a future star. That's just it, dude. I see no difference between him and hundreds of other <laughs> players in the NBA. By the way, you can take part. We're live right now on YouTube. Subscribe to the Alamo City Sportscast. You can uh, leave a comment or two. We'll read them on air. I, I, I'm going to assume I can read them, right? I am uh, the you're blind. blind. You're the blind. I'm the rip. blind official. Lots to get into. We had the Cowboys put the living crap out of the Rams last night. That was very, very nice. What happened to the 49ers? I thought that they were elite. I thought Brock Purdy was elite, but maybe not. We'll get into that. Spurs lost by 40. Embarrassed in Los Angeles. Lost to the Clippers by 40. Tonight, game three of the Rangers. And Diamondbacks World Series Game 3. Max Scherzer on the mound. We'll talk about that as well. College football, UT. Where are they in the rankings, man? Because they had a bad day. They won. Yeah, they they looked good on the field. But they had a bad day because one of the things they needed was Oklahoma to keep winning. And Oklahoma lost. That's a bad deal. Especially with this weekend's matchup between LSU and Bama. If Bama loses and suddenly UT's wins don't look as impressive. UTSA, big win over Eastern Car uh, East Carolina this past weekend. We'll get into that as well. And in pop culture news, Matthew Perry passed away. Dude, that was friends. surprising, bro. It's surprising because of how young he is. But if you knew how he lived his life, he might have been 54 in real life, but his body might have been 90. Well, they're not suspecting foul play. We'll get into it. But I'm just like, man, it's surprising, dude. And we got to get into his last Instagram post, which is really brutal. Damn. It was brutal, but lots to get into. Again, we're live on YouTube. And later on, by the way, we don't date this show. If you want to enjoy this show at noon, 2 p.m., 5 p.m., 8 p.m., you can. We're available on all the major podcast platforms. We're talking about Spotify, Apple Music, iHeart app, all of that. Have fun with us. We're going to go for about an hour and 15 minutes or so. But, Joe, are you starting to believe? Well, let me talk to you like Batman. Are you starting to believe? And Dak Prescott. No. <laughs> Come on, Dak Prescott. Last night, Cowboys beat the Rams 43 to 20 on Sunday. 43 to 20. Dak Prescott threw for 304 yards, four touchdowns. And it wasn't Dink and Dak. They were letting him air the ball out. Dak has not looked this good in a long, long time. Why do you not believe Joe? Because you know Dak and you know the Cowboys, man. They're just setting you up for heartache. Dak looked good against the Rams, which the Rams aren't a very good team, you know? But yeah. when he plays against elite-level talent, an elite defense, he shits the bed. He never shows <laughs> up. You know, you got to show up in big games for me to say, okay, 
you finally prove something, you know, to Cowboys Nation out there. If they get to the the wild card again, which is, it looks like that's going to happen because they're not better than the Eagles. Let's be honest. If they get to the wild card again, do you believe Dak's going to get you there? No. That's the thing, man. Dak is who he is. And the Cowboys, you mentioned the Cowboys haven't had a big victory or a big game. Prove it during the big times. Well, what's up next for the Cowboys? Oh, they divisional game. Divisional the leaders. Road, Lincoln Financial Field against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles up a game and a half right down the NFC East. If the Eagles win that game, division over. It's done. Yeah. It's done. And the Cowboys may very well have the second or third best record in the NFL or the NFC, rather. But the fact of the matter is they don't win their division. They're on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, wild card. That's what it is. We had, uh, I think it was Chris uh, reaching out to us a little bit earlier saying that Dak played Chris Gonzalez like a top five quarterback yesterday. And he's right. He did. Gen Z says, hola, you all. What's going on? Hola, hola. What's going on? By the way, no mimosas today. <laughs> oh, Chicana my God. Chicana Fuerte, <laughs> My goodness. Uh, I was not faking it on Friday. Oh, I no was doubt. lit. I fell asleep on your driveway. Well, you were in the truck. Well, right. Yeah. Hours later, they dropped me off in my car, and I was like, you know what? It's my nap time. I'm just going to conk out right here and i did it but it was good times man it was good times yeah man if y'all want to go and watch the the shit show that was on friday with jimenez getting litty yeah check that out it's the replay is up dave otwater saying what's up hey guys carolina teague is in the house as well chris leha says i'm glad the dallas cowboys won the way that they did because all their fans are back with we damn boys super bowl bound this is our year Dude, there's reasons to be optimistic, man, for the Cowboy fans. But not now. Come on, that Super Bowl. That's delusions of grandeur, man. Well, I mean, think about it this way. Let, let, let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the standings within the NFC because we're eight games in. And it's a 17-game season these days. So eight games in, you're right around the halfway mark. I would say that the end of next week is the halfway mark. And the Dallas Cowboys are sitting pretty right now when it comes to making the playoffs. And that is half the battle. Right. Half the battle is you got to make the damn playoffs. Hey, but when you're losing to teams like the Cardinals, you got problems. But, dude, that happened so long ago, man. It's still, man. I'm just saying, like, the Cowboys have a tendency to, oh, let's play good against poor teams. They didn't play good against the Cardinals, which is a very poor team. They look good against the Rams. But at the end of the day, who have the Cowboys really beaten? That's worth the damn. Well, let me ask you this. Well, now, going into this game, they have the second easiest schedule in all the NFL. Yeah. Right. So the Cowboys right now at five and two, the only teams with better records, the Eagles at seven and one. And the Eagles have been playing just barely enough to win a lot of their games this year. Yeah, they had a close one against Washington mm -hmm. for a little bit. It's just the way that they're playing. Uh, Detroit Lions are five and two in the NFC North. The Vikings are four and four. Kirk Cousins out for the year after his injury yesterday. So pour some out for Brandon. Yeah, exactly. That Brandon season's Medina. over. Yep. That season's over. So there's nobody else in the NFC North that's going to be worth a damn. There's nobody else in the NFC East. So let, let's count the playoff teams. We've got the Eagles, Cowboys. We've got the Lions. There's seven teams that make the playoffs. Let's go to the NFC South. We have a two-way tie in first place, the Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints. The Saints offense has finally woken up. They're back at 4-4, four and four, back at 500. They're finally getting going with Derek Carr. I would not be surprised if two playoff teams come out of that division. 
And then you've got the Seattle Seahawks in first place of the NFC West. Who did I say was the sneaky team before the season started? The Seahawks. Who did I say was the team that was going to go off and just surprise people and go to the Super Bowl? The Seahawks. I said the Seahawks. And look, they started off cold. Right now, 5-2. and two, And behind them, the San Francisco 49ers, who started the year 5-0, and oh, have now lost three games in a row. Now at 5-3, and three, Brock Purdy has thrown more interceptions in the last three games than he did the 14 games prior. He got a, he was under the concussion protocol. He cleared it. Yeah. Usually it takes a week for you to clear. That was probably a bad idea to put him in the game. Chris Richard out saying that the Niners look like ass. Going on to say, uh, as uh, David Outwater uh, present, uh, you know, tells us, uh, KC lost to Denver, LOL. Uh, I want to bet on that game because... <laughs> A, it was like 20 degrees. B, Mahomes had the flu. Yeah, he did, man. And when I heard he had the flu and it was 20 degrees, imagine having the flu, how bad that makes you feel. Right? I can't even imagine and playing then, a football game. Then to go play a football game. No. And then to go play a football game in freezing temperatures. To go play a free, in freezing temperatures at that altitude. Yeah, that elevation kills you, man. Dude. That was not going to happen. It was not going to happen. They needed and, to rub some Vicks on him, man, before he went out. And then you <laughs> add the fact that Taylor Swift was not there. Oh, that was a good luck charm. Yeah, she wasn't. The Chiefs undefeated with Taylor Swift in the lineup, in the lineup, in the, in the stands. And they've lost a couple of games with her not there. I, I wonder if, if Travis Kelsey got some consolation or a consolation prize because, you know, Taylor probably called him afterwards. It's okay, baby. Oh well, yeah. Women weaken the legs. That's what that's yeah. what was said in the Rocky movies, right? They they weaken the legs. Yeah. Maybe they weaken the legs because he did not have a big game. Again, when Taylor Swift is in the stands, they ball out. When he's when they're not when she, when well, she's she, not she there, brings the energy, bro. She does. She does. They get excited. I think they play for her in a weird they way. It, it's so bizarre. So bizarre. That's when he plays his best because his girl is watching. Dude, and I don't care. And people think that that's stupid, but think about it. When people are in middle school, high school, and college, they want to ball out in front of their girl. Dude. Yeah, they do. They don't want to look like punks. Yeah, you know. And you know what? The NFL needs to do the right thing. And, and for all the women that are watching the game, just put up the Taylor cam for them. Yeah, you know that's going to bring in so many views. Yeah, just a, a side by side. A yeah, little pic bubble, picture in picture. There. Yeah. She's going on tour again, so she'll be going away from the NFL. Oh, so. She's a billionaire, man. Yeah. She can do whatever she wants. $1.1 billion. But let's talk about this. In the NFC, you take a look at the fact that the Eagles are above the Cowboys, and the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. No doubt. Who is number two? Because we can make the argument for the Cowboys. We can make the argument for the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Niners. I think all four of those tier, those teams are in tier two. And then there's a tier three level that you have the Saints and you have the Falcons and you might have like the Rams. I would put right the Cowboys there. in tier three. No, man. They're not. I would say just because of the way they play. What? Very well these days? No, the Cowboys don't play very well. They play Dude. good. Look at their season. The season is misleading because they've had a soft schedule. They haven't really had a harder schedule. I think they're going to have a harder schedule as you start getting into the, the latter part of their season, they're going to start playing teams that are actually worth the damn. But no, right I, now, I agree with what you're yeah. saying. I see what you're saying with that. But there's something to be said about the fact that I'm looking at stats right now of certain Cowboy players. Michael Gallup, where has he been? 224 yards receiving this year, 
doing absolutely nothing booty for crumbs. the Cowboys. Booty crumbs. CeeDee Lamb looked very good yesterday. He did. He looked like an like one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's going to be at least in that top five conversation. Now, one of the players that is starting to heat up a little bit for the Cowboys is Brandon Cooks. Brandon yeah. Cooks has had a touchdown in back-to-back games. Last night, I say last night, it's Sunday afternoon, three receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown. Two touchdowns on the season, both in the last two weeks. Here's the thing. Is it weird that Darren Bland in the secondary has more touchdowns than Cooks and Gallup combined? His third pick six yesterday, and that's the thing. When Trayvon Diggs went down, the Cowboys defense struggled. Bland has stepped it up and is like, no, I am that dude. Cowboys defense looking like what it was beforehand. Um, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are tier one in the NFC. That's not what I'm saying. There's only one team that belongs there. It's Philadelphia. But Philadelphia is a team that is barely winning their ball games. They pull them out, but they're barely winning. So for the Cowboys to have a puncher's chance. Okay, so what? Round one of the playoffs, they'd have to go on the road to play New Orleans or Atlanta. Cowboys more than likely will win that game. Uh, against the Saints? I don't know, man. The Saints? Saints are getting sneaky these days. They're sneaky, dude. Especially when it gets into the postseason, they know how to pick it up to another level. Here's what I like about what the Saints are doing right now. Okay, first of all, they started the season with just crappy offense. New quarterback, new system. Alvin Kamara was out the first three weeks, but they were somehow winning some games. But right now, they're figuring out how to use Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill yesterday was receiving the ball, was rushing the ball, was passing the ball, had two touchdowns, and there was a play where he scored a touchdown, Joe. Yeah. Where they brought in as a fullback, a lineman, who weighed 350 pounds. Ooh, big and they, boy. So it wasn't Refrigerator Perry where they tried to get him over the line. They are like, you know what? Instead of having a fullback, why don't we just get this big-ass mf'er to just run through and Taysom Hill just like followed behind him, you know, it's like, why don't, other, why don't other teams do that? He cleared a path. It was so much fun to watch. Uh, Derek Carr is finally getting uh, some confidence. You know why he's getting confidence? Because Shahid yesterday, three receptions for over 150 yards. It hadn't happened like that for the Saints in 25 years. A player to have 150 reception receiving yards in three catches or less. Uh, but, but he's doing very well. Uh, um, the Saints are an interesting team. They're going to be a hard out. Yeah, they they've are. got a good defense. Yeah, they've got a good defense. They're going to be a hard out. I think. I think what you're seeing right now in that division is that the Saints can take control of it. It's the 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 uh, schedule's getting a little bit easier for them. I expect them to be six and five after after eleven games. It's only going to take nine wins to win that division and yeah. get a playoff home game. Yeah, look at what the Cowboys' schedule looks like too. At the end of the season, the latter half. Mm-hmm. They play the Eagles, the Giants, Panthers, Commanders, Those are all Seahawks, Those are all Eagles. Teams. No, I don't know. The Commanders can play the Cowboys tough. And the Cowboys, they tend to go ahead and shit the bed. They're going to lose either one or two of these games against the Panthers and the Commanders. After the Commanders, they got the Seahawks, Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, Commanders. I see a couple L's in here. Well, yeah, probably the Seahawks. Uh, probably the Eagles again. That Dolphins game's really, really, really got my attention. But isn't that what the Cowboys need, though? Don't the Cowboys need to have good teams to line themselves up and be ready for the playoffs? 
the Cowboys are doing what they should be doing right now. They're racking up some W's, racking up some wins. That's what they should be doing. And they should be looking there as a puncher's chance of getting the NFC East championship because you never know if Hurts is going to be healthy. You know, Hurts might go down with an injury for all we know. You got to be ready and be within shouting distance. But if the Cowboys lose to the Eagles this upcoming weekend and fall two and a half games behind, I have a hard time finding seeing that they're going to actually come back and win that division. They'll be stuck at number five when it's all said and done. A lot of people reaching out talking about the Saints saying that Chris Olave is not in sync with the with the Derek Carr. Yeah, Olave uh, are... was in sync with the uh, the jail there in New Orleans because he was arrested over <laughs> last week, a few games before uh, kickoff, a few days before kickoff, because he was arrested for going seventy and a thirty-five. Yeah, it happens, man. <laughs> does it does it really you're an nfl you're an nfl player it happens quite often how will rich of the niners fans be right now i don't know man. five and oh start the season oh and three brock purdy five interceptions in the last three games mccaffrey's still doing his thing and i know they have some injuries debo samuels getting nicked up and stuff like that but defensively that defense which is pretty stout where do they go you know what happened? The NFL gods delivered karma because Kittles decided to wear that stupid ass shirt when they beat the Cowboys. <laughs> F the Cowboys. No, F you, motherfucker, because you shouldn't have done that shit. Karma's a bitch and they came back to get him. Good that they're losing. Tim reaches out to us right now on our YouTube stream saying, Great weather outside. I need a ruling. My dogs didn't want to come back in. Yeah, it's nice weather, man. Who, who, who wants to be outside when it's hot as shit? Yeah, it's forty. Yeah. It was forty-two degrees. I have a husky and a golden retriever. Now the little Shisu, she wanted to stay inside, right? Yeah. But the other dogs, the boy dogs, they went outside at forty-five degree weather, and they were like, "Hell yes!" And they were running around like crazy, man. They're happy. They were happy. It's the it's it's a husky. Huskies are from Alaska for crying out loud. They like the snow. This is their weather. Yeah. You know, this is their time to shine. So I kind of posted that on Twitter and people were giving me crap about it. Shit, you could you have two dogs. That's a many dog sledding team, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting crap on Twitter, uh, no one's giving me crap about the Sohan experiment at point guard for the Spurs. Nah, I think they're all in consensus, dude. They see the same thing. Yesterday he looked totally horrible, awful. Okay, Awful. okay. Now, here's the thing. Last year, I was accused of Jeremy Sohan slander, and so many Spurs fans were all on me about this. And what I don't understand is, is that a lot of Spurs fans are in love with this guy. They think he's going to be like a future star. I don't see it. I mean, I think he'll have a long career. I think he's a decent player. He's a good role player. He's but, a what, but what am I not seeing? Because I'm like, we're watching the same game, right? We're watching the same thing. Now, last year, I might have gone a little bit overboard when it came to my criticism of Jeremy Sohan. This year, I don't have criticism for him. This is all on Pop. Pop has set Jeremy Sohan up to fail, and I'm calling Pop out on that. You know what? Pop always has a purpose to everything he does. You know what? Spurs fans need to come to the realization of this season. Is Pop low-key tanking? And You know? Okay, why would he do this to Sohan? Think about what he was doing last year. Allowing Sohan to go out there and shoot five, six three-pointers per game at a 25% clip. Watching him go off there and fail from the three-point line repeatedly over and over again. And then this year be like, you know what? We're going to have you run the point. 
It's positionless basketball. Dude, if I hear somebody say positionless basketball, I think that they're stupid. I think they're stupid because the arguments that they come at me on Twitter is, is, well, who's the point guard for the Denver Nuggets? Who's the point guard for the Phoenix Suns? Who's the point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks? Who's the point guard for the Lakers? And I'm looking at them going, okay, they play positionless basketball. You know why? Because the Lakers have LeBron fucking James, LeBron James over there. Giannis plays for the Bucks. You've got you've got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker with the Suns, and you've got Nikola Jokic for Denver. You can play positionless basketball when you've got a god on the basketball court. But when you have Jeremy Sohan out there, you have no ability to say that we're going to run positionless basketball because that is just bullshit. It is complete bullshit, and we're seeing it. Spurs lost by 40 yesterday. And to see the confidence that Sohan had out there look shaken has nothing to do with him. So when I say that Sohan's not playing well, understand that I'm not going after Jeremy Sohan as a player or as a person. What I'm saying is that he's being set up to fail. He's being set up by Pop. And a lot of people reach out and go, well, Jimenez, Pop is the GOAT. Pop was the GOAT 10 fucking years ago. He was the GOAT 10 years ago. Look at Tom Landry. Remember Tom Landry? Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. Was it the right thing to get rid of him back in 1989? It was. Uh, man, it was time. It was beyond time to get rid of him. Tom Landry, with all of those rings, if you had done a general manager consensus, a poll, like they do with the athletic in the uh, NBA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many of them would have said that Tom Landry was the best coach in 1989? None of them. And if you look at what's going on right now, they ask the question of all these GMs, who is the greatest coach right now in the NBA? Do they say it's pop? None of them do. They think it's Eric Spolstra and they're right. By the way, pop might be one of the greatest of all time, but he ain't anymore. Look at your starting five from yesterday's game, right? You have Keldon, Wemby, Collins, Vassell, Sohan. Going down the line here, Keldon Johnson, minus 27 for the night. Victor Wembeyama, minus 14. Zach Collins, minus 36. Devin Vassell, minus 30. Jeremy Sohan, minus 30. Jeremy Sohan played 22 minutes, zero points. That's not going to get it done. Zach Collins? He has been booty crumbs, bro. He has been booty crumbs. You were doing the plus minus. What was the plus minus yesterday of Trey Jones? Shoot, let's look at Trey. Trey, he was zero. Zero. Okay, think zero. about that. Think about that. Trey Jones played what, 22 minutes yesterday? 20 minutes. 20 minutes, right? So it's a 48-minute game. Spurs lost by 40. How is it mathematically possible that Trey Jones, in the 20 minutes that he was out there, had a zero plus minus where – the Clippers somehow magically did not outscore the Spurs when he was on the court. Think about that. Think about that. And Trey Jones also had a bad game yesterday. I'm not going to say he had a great game. He had four turnovers. He's typically not a turnover machine. But the team is different when he's out there. This whole narrative about, well, that's not how the way the NBA is played. No, that is the way the NBA is played. If you look up the stats last year of the 10 players who were the top 10 in assists last year. Nine of the 10 were point guards. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that wasn't was Nikola Jokic. So you can do positionless basketball if you have a superstar bringing the ball up the court. If you have a Giannis, if you have a LeBron James, a Kevin Durant, you can play positionless basketball if you have, uh, if you have 
a, a, a superstar doing that. But we don't have that. And Jeremy Sohan going out there, what is this doing? There's a great point that someone brought up a few minutes ago. Say, I think it was Mike Bias talking about the fact that it takes away from what Sohan does well, which is being a gnat defensively. Yeah, exactly. He was getting cooked, by the way, by Luka Doncic the other day. Yeah. He got cooked by him. And what happened? Hey, Spurs were tied the game with, with, with two way to go. They brought out Trey Jones. They put in Sohan, 8-0 run. Mavericks won that game opening night eight, at the Frost Bank Center. The best lineup for the Spurs right now is Trey Jones at point, Vassell at two, Keldon at three, Wemby at four, and I guess you would say Zach at five. Sohan might have to go to the bench. The ones that need to go to the bench, bench and I'm going to be honest with you, Jeremy Sohan, in lieu of trading him for Trey Jones, Keldon Johnson needs to come off the bench. Give me C.D. Usman. I like him as a player. I think he gives you more diversity to your offense. He can move well without the ball. He can knock ball. down threes. He can knock down threes, spread the floor, put him in there. That might not be a bad thing. I, I'm not going to pile that argument right there. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Keldon's playing very well this year, though, man. He, Keldon has, has deserves that starting role. He's ac- actually playing well. Devin Vassell is the best player on this team. Wemby's still trying to find his way. But you can't – Wemby is not going to be able to be better if you can't get him the ball. And offensively, he, the team is better with Trey Jones out there. And is Trey Jones – the traditional point guard is he the John Stockton, the facilitator on every single play? No, he's a solid point guard. He's a solid point guard who gets the ball up the court and then plays off ball. No different than what Tony Parker used to do. Tony Parker was a point guard, right? We knew he was the point guard. We knew that if they were going to do a full court press, that you'd want Tony with the ball. Yeah, dude. If there's a full court press and Jeremy Sohan's the one holding the ball, it's going to get ripped from him. He doesn't have that experience. And he doesn't I, 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 pay attention. And he I, doesn't pay attention when he thing, gets the but, ball. But the thing is, Joe, all the, this, this debate and argument from these fucking pop slurpers who are out there just thinking that pop is a fucking genius when he's not. He's not. Pop won because you had Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, and you had Tim Duncan in there. Hey, the same thing. That's why they won. Bill Belichick with Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. Players win championships. The idea that you're going to be able to give a 20-year-old Jeremy Sohan the ball and say, go run points. Go run point in the NBA as a 20-year-old when you didn't do it in college, when you didn't do it in high school, when you didn't do it in middle school, when you didn't do it in AAU, when you didn't do it in, in, in CYO or whatever he played. And suddenly at 20 years old, with the greatest players in the world, you're going to say, here's the keys to the car, run the offense. You know what that, that tells the, you? That, that is arrogance. That is setting him up for failure. That's why I'm not mad at Jeremy Sohan for playing like yeah, garbage. It's not his fault. It ain't his fault. No. Nope. You know who I want handling the ball? Do you think Trey Jones was point guard in college? Of course he was. Yeah. Right? Do you think he was point guard in high school? Do you think he was point guard in middle school? Do you think he was point guard in elementary school? It's he's his been natural ha- position. He's been handling the rock since he was four. Yeah. The arrogance of Greg Popovich to take the ball, the keys away from from Trey. Uh, from Trey Jones and give it to Jeremy Sohan. Jeremy Sohan is so arrogant. 
And then for, for, for NBA fans to come out and go, well, it's positionless basketball. They don't understand what's going on. You can play positionless basketball when there's a superstar bringing the ball up the court, but we don't have Giannis. We don't have Jokic. We don't have Kevin Durant. We don't have Devin Booker. We don't have those guys. So positionless basketball is fucking meaningless for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. The one it's thing that it goes back and shows you is San Antonio, they did not have a point guard on their priority list in the offseason, well, which is a position that they need to fill. There was one point guard the Spurs did have, and they cut his ass two weeks ago. And right now, he'd be one of the better players on the team, Cameron Payne. Yeah, they let him go. He probably wanted to go. He probably wanted to play for somebody else. And I don't, I don't blame the guy. True. I don't. He wants to play for a winning team. And let's, let's put it like this. When you have veterans that have experience, they know the sun's starting to set on their career, and they want to play for a contender. But then you can always entice them by saying, you know what, you can play with Wemby. And that might be something worth – maybe he wouldn't want to play with us if we had one of the Thompson twins here. But if you have Wemby, that's a different thing. Yeah. That's a completely different thing. But my blood is boiling right now when it comes to this whole pop thing with this whole point guard issue. Because when are we going to understand that this is not a thing? And it's funny because I go on social media, I go on Twitter, and people were telling me, no, Jimenez, you don't understand. Sohan's capable of doing this. He's capable of doing this. This is the way the NBA works these days. It's not. It's not. Yeah, you got to have a good point guard at, at that at that position on the team. The point guard to me is one of the most instrumental pieces that you have to have. Because he's going to be the facilitator of the ball. He's going to be the heart of the team to really run that offense. Right. And get your players in the right position or the best position to score the ball. Yeah. Unless we have a Luka Doncic, this, it's, a, it's a moot point. It's a stupid yeah. argument. It doesn't mean that the Spurs have to go out and get an elite level point guard that's going to no. take over games. No. You just need a very good point guard. We have a decent enough point guard in Trey. The Spurs just need to have a better backup they need to have a better plan either you're going to want trey to start or go after another point guard to help out trey and have that one two punch trey starting have somebody come off the bench help lead that second unit what's the point of saying that we want to have sohan in there to improve the defense if the offense sputters yeah he can't play defense because he's called upon to be a point guard right it's limiting him he's like basically he's playing out there on one leg yeah and he doesn't know what he's doing no he's reacting to everything because it's not his Position. That's what I'm saying. I think coach is lo coach pop is low key tanking again. Yeah, David's coming down saying point guard is the quarterback of the team. That's it. Believe it. And man. not all quarterbacks need to be superstars. Some can be game managers, right? And the same yeah. thing for point guards. Not all point guards need to be Kyrie Irving. Not all point guards need to be a superstar, a James Harden. Some point guards just need to be a Tony Parker. Some point guards just simply need to be a Derek Fisher. A just somebody who brings the ball up that that settles the offense down and finds the superstar where the superstar wants to be found. Yeah, get him the ball. It's no different than baseball, right? There's a certain pitch that every batter likes, that they, that it's just it's their sweet spot. And it's like that in basketball. There's a certain position on the basketball court where they want to hand they want to catch the ball at a certain speed, at a certain point on the court. And, and that's their go-to. Wimby has that go-to. Vassell has that go-to. You catch them in stride. 
And Sohan's not capable of doing that. It's not about Sohan. It's about the fact that he's being set up for failure. And who's setting him up for failure? Yeah. Pop. That's hey, basically let's go it. ahead and uh, do one of our really new ad reads right here. And we're going, we're talking NBA, so we got to go with our boy Jeff Garcia. So here you go. Uh, now you can't even hear it. All right. <laughs> this, this podcast is sponsored by Locked On Spurs. Well, actually, sponsored by Jeff Garcia. Uh, yeah. You can follow my Jeff G Spurs zone on Twitter and on threads as well. Uh, Jeff Garcia does daily content when it comes to your San Antonio Spurs. Oftentimes you'll find me on the show. You'll find Joe on the show as well. You can find it and subscribe on YouTube. It's a great page because you can actually watch the whole podcast like you're doing right now. Yeah. Or you can subscribe on all the major podcasts. I listen on Spotify. I do listen to Locked On Spurs every single day and follow Jeff Garcia on Ken's5.com because he's the head Spurs writer over there. Great content when it comes to the Spurs. He follows the team. He's in the locker room before and after the game, getting you what you need to know when it comes to the silver and black. Jeff Garcia locked on Spurs. Yeah, that's weird, you know, that the audio doesn't come through. You know what it is? I isolated the issue. I have a bad three-quarter inch cable. I'm going to buy one today after the I show on Amazon. Yep. I can see that. We're getting rid of this thing. I'm going to burn it, throw it in the garbage. you know what tonight game three of the world series the texas rangers on the road against the arizona diamondbacks rangers have been home on the road man they've just been winning road playoff game after road playoff game so i am optimistic tonight max scherzer on the mound for the rangers i don't know how i feel about that one dude dude vegas has the rangers as heavy favorites today because it's a road game but man the diamondbacks should be up 2-0 Diamondbacks blew game one. Yeah, they did. They were, they could have been up 2-0. They, like they, they, said. Sh- they yeah. should have been up 2-0. So I think Ranger fans should be feeling good about themselves that it's 1-1. They should be down 0-2. They got their asses handed to them in game two, 9-1. to uh, Tonight, Max Scherzer, but this is where legends are born. And Max Scherzer is a future Hall of Famer, three-time Cy Young Award winner. He's going to go out there, and I think he's going to be decent. Think decent enough? Get me six innings. Six innings, give up two runs. Rangers win that game. Garcia, by the way. Holy crap. Garcia is turning into a legend in one postseason. Five games in a row with a home run. That got broken. But the fact of the matter is, is that he's just playing so well these days. The Rangers, a great mix of young players along with the veterans as well. Uh, I think the Rangers take game three. I think they take game. I, I think the Rangers win two of these three games, come back home up three two, try to close it out over the weekend in Arlington. Well, if you want to talk about you know every game is a must win, this is a must win for the Rangers if they want to go ahead and stay in that race. Because I feel if the Rangers fall two one behind the Arizona Diamondbacks, Arizona they were on a tear against the Phillies. They're feeling good. Their team is fired up. You don't want to go down two to one against that type of uh, baseball team that's firing on all cylinders right now. Yeah. The Rangers need to stay in the lead if they want to give themselves a chance to win this series. But they've shown how resilient of a team they are. The fact that the Rangers were down three two, going back to Houston at Minute Maid Park and they came out and won that series. 
it yeah. shows that it's not over when it comes to the Rangers. Even if the Rangers were to somehow go down 3-1, I'd still be relatively optimistic because this team has shown that they are hard out when it comes to the playoffs. Oh, and they look. get very streaky. Hold on there, Mr. Leha. He wants me to play the grito for this. No, no. Rangers, it's 1-1. They haven't lost shit. Well, they lost over the weekend. So they, I, no, I no, no. I got to no. do it. The, no, it's for losers. The, the series is tied. <laughs> if they go down 2-1, we'll do the grito. Okay. 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 But it's 1-1. They're not losing. They lost a game at home. So what? No, David. David says that he's being mean to his dogs after losing after the Rangers lost 9 to 1. Don't don't kick the dog. It's not the dog's fault. Chris man. says if Max Scherzer can give the Rangers five great innings tonight, Rangers should win it tonight. I agree. I agree. Again, we're live on YouTube right now. Don't forget to subscribe and hit the like button, by the way. And thank you for all the likes that we've been getting. <laughs> Look at Chris Leia. <laughs> He's mad about the grito. I don't want to hear it, dude. And plus, <laughs> the audio because of the three quarters is probably off anyway. I don't know. Let's go ahead and test it. And just see Let's go ahead and test it. Oh, shit. Here we go. You see? It's not working. It's not working. <laughs> you know what? That you're not. Jason, uh, you're making it worse, dude. Did I make it worse? I can't hear anything. Can you hear me now? No. Yeah. Joe, making it worse. I don't know if you can hear me, Joe, but I'll just keep doing the show. Yeah, can you hear anything? Oh, I can't hear anything, but I'll just take off the headphones. Yeah, it's for right that now. that little three quarter man. That's... I got lots of feedback. People are saying that they're that they're jealous of your uh, of your mask. They like the mask, man. It's like uh, you heard, ever heard the joke? Why does uh, why does Batman only wear half a mask? <laughs> hey, man, Batman only wears half a mask because this is all he could afford. <laughs> no. He wears half a mask so he can show police that he's white. <laughs> damn the grito is joe today because the audio has isn't working <laughs> I, I hope they don't hear the feedback that i hear man I, i'm gonna have to take off these, these headphones man but uh now let's um let's get into a couple of other things as well man uh again the rangers tonight favored to win i think the rangers will pull this one out uh, i'm gonna take off these glasses because man it's uh whew, getting to me a little bit UTSA football looked good. Beat the East Carolina Pirates by a couple of touchdowns. I was in yeah. attendance. It was one of the lowest attended games of the year, if not the lowest attended game for UTSA football. My question for you, UTSA fans, where were you guys? Everyone gives me crap on Twitter, social media saying Jimenez is a bad UTSA fan. Guess what? I show up. I've been to like all games this year. I show up. I even even if you though, might be a little litty, you're just going to show up anyway. I will say this, though. Those 22,000 fans that were there were pretty good. It's like the, the ones who are the diehard fans are the ones going to these games right now. It, it's a better crowd when there's 22 to 25,000 than there is when there's 35 to 40,000. It's the most bizarre thing. With the, all the extra people, you think it would have been, been louder. Right, but all those extra people are just taking up space. They're not cheering, not doing anything, but the 22, 24,000 that are the diehards that go to every single game, they're the MVP. They're doing they're 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 the ones. UTSA right now undefeated in the AAC. And that's the thing. I like how Jeff Trailer uh, positioned it a while back. Jeff Trailer said 
that when it came to the team, even though they struggled, they were one and three to start the year. He was like, no, we're still undefeated though. We're still undefeated because conference play has not started. And right now there's three teams, in the AAC who are undefeated UTSA being one of them. It looks more and more like it's going to come down to that game the day after Thanksgiving between UTSA and Tulane. Tulane right now, ranked number 21 in the nation. UTSA is going to go to New Orleans. I have friends who have invited me to go to that, that, that game. That's going to be a lot of fun. But right now you have Tulane at 4-0, and 7-1 overall. SMU is also 4-0 in conference, 6-2 and for the year. UTSA 4-0, 5-3 for the year as well. So those are the three teams vying for the top spot in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, UTSA, again, does play Tulane, but does not play SMU. Can I interest you in this, Joe? Yeah. There's a possibility of a bowl game involving UTSA and Texas State. Would that be a fun thing? I mean, I know they played earlier this year. It was a close game. UTSA pulled out the Alamo Dome. Over 40,000 fans were there. But if you take a look at the bowl projections, there's a bowl that's going to be played in Frisco. I believe it's called the Frisco Bowl, right? Just outside of Dallas. And it's supposed to involve a Sunbelt team and an AAC team. You would think that they would want to have local teams there. I can see a bowl game of Texas State against UTSA in Frisco, and that would be amazing for me. I would love that. I, I wouldn't mind that. I think that would be pretty pretty dope, man, if that actually happened. Yeah, run it back, baby. Run, yeah, it, run back. it back. And you know what? We go ahead and we can share the uh, latest AP polls as well, the rankings. I'll go ahead and bring them up on the screen here so you can see them. Yeah, uh, speaking of the here. rankings, though, um, there was that debate as to whether or not certain teams should, uh, should, should UT be cheering for right now. And they're like, oh, well, we just need, we just need uh, uh, Oklahoma to keep doing well. Well, Oklahoma lost. So we're taking yeah. a look at the rankings right now. We've got number one at, right now is Georgia. Number one, Georgia at 8 0. There's five teams that are undefeated on the top five right now. You got Georgia at 8 0, Michigan at 8 0, Ohio State at 8 0. Same records for Florida State and Washington, all of them 8 0. At number six, moving up two spots, you've got Oregon, Oregon. at a 7 1 record. Then you've got Texas, Alabama, Penn State, and then Oklahoma. Ole Miss at 11, Notre Dame at 12, and my LSU Tigers. Go Tigers! Up two After spots. After a 62 to 0 thumping of Army a week ago on a bye this week at 6 to 2, moved up to 13. LSU takes on Bama in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Ooh, they're going to take on Nick Saban. They beat them last year. There you go, man. They beat them last year. The battle for Louisiana and. <laughs> I'm interested in number 17, by the way. Number 17, Air Force, with an 8-0 record, which means that if they finish undefeated and I believe are in the top 15 or 20, they're going to make one of the big bowl games and they're projected to be in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, man, that Army, I mean Army, Air Force, 8-0, dude. That would be pretty damn cool. And then you see Tulane there uh, in the top 25 right now. Tulane right now is at number 21. Lots of good games going on, though. Yeah. USC, man, surprising. They're all the way down to 24 now. Well, you see at number 25, you've got Kansas State. Kansas State takes on Texas this weekend. Texas favored by only four and a half points. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday. Notre Dame is on the road against Clemson. Clemson having a bad season. They're four and four. 
Yeah. Army takes on Air Force. Air Force should take that one down. Air Force favored by 19 points. Number one against number 14. Seven and one Missouri going into Georgia to take on Georgia. That's on CBS at 2.30 on Saturday. That's another big game. You've got Bedlam this weekend. Oklahoma going to Oklahoma State. OU favored by five and a half points. Tulane taking on East Carolina, who UTSA beat this past weekend. Tulane favored by 17. Those are the big games. Washington at USC. Washington going in 8-0. USC 7-2. Washington favored by 3.5. And And the other big game, LSU, Bama, Tuscaloosa, CBS at 645. Get this. Alabama favored by only three points. You know why? Because LSU's Jaden Daniels is for real. And the defense is finally starting to play well. LSU has two losses, and it was because of the defense. The defense has sucked ass to start the year. <laughs> Gotten a lot better. They said, Chris Leha said they just dropped the courts right now for the in-season tourney. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I see it right here on his, on his Twitter. They went ahead and dropped what the courts are going to look like for the in-season tourney. They look pretty good. Is that on Twitter? Yeah, he's sharing it right now on his uh, Chris Leha's Twitter. What do you think about the in-season tournament? It's a money grab. Doing, they're doing it for ratings to boost ratings early on in the season, you know, satisfy the, the sponsors and actually charge more money for sponsor, sponsorship segments. It's a money grab. There's a lot of money involved in an in-season tourney. I don't understand. I mean, I understand what the tournament is. It's in-season tournament, they're picking certain games and saying that that's going to be part of the tournament, but it's part of the 82 games. Yes. So it's not like they're just using the results of a handful of games to determine what the tournament is going to be looking like. Yeah, right. Exactly. Which means that the in-season tournament, in all actuality, is nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's just a money grab for the NBA. Brutal. They're like, we're doing this for the fans. Money grab. Yeah. Vegas will love it. Vegas will love it. Oh, yeah. They're going to be able to make, make money off of this. Everybody's going to be making money off of this. That's what it all boils down to. Into some entertainment news, man. All right, let's see if we can play this segment. Okay, there you go. There you go. Entertainment news. Very sad news on this past weekend. Uh, it's one of those things where I don't want to say that it's surprising because fact of the matter is, is that it, it wasn't surprising to me. It's shocking in a sense, but when you think about it, not very, very surprising. You have a member of Friends, right? So Matthew Perry passed away at the age of 54. Matthew Perry is somebody who lived a very, very hard life. Uh, Friends, one of the most iconic shows the last 25 years. Late 90s, early 2000s, just dominated the Nielsen ratings. And Matthew Perry was a big part of it. He played Chandler Bing. Going to be honest with you, my wife loves Friends. Yeah. I can't stand that show. (laughs) I think it's, it's a dumb show, but if there was any of the characters that made me laugh, it was Chandler Bing, right? He was the best character on that show. Matthew Perry has gone on to say that he doesn't remember much about that oh, time yeah, of man. his life. Sad, dude. Uh, talking about the fact that he was an alcoholic on drugs. And because of that, he was only clear enough to do his lines, do his show, and then go get zonked out of his mind immediately after. Yeah, he's, he was probably battling a lot of demons that we don't know about. Yeah. You know? And that now, was uh, something that he was using to cope with that, you know? So I feel bad for him, man. He, he probably had some type of 
you know, mental thing that he was going through at the time that nobody knew he was doing this in secret, you know? Well, he, he has, he had sobered up though. Yeah. You know, he, he had did. sobered up over the years. We saw that friends reunion. That was about a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, he did not look like himself. Now, don't get me wrong. Jennifer Aniston still looks beautiful. David Schwimmer looks the same. A lot of these people still look the same, but Matthew Perry, who went from a very uh, good-looking young man, uh, very preppy, uh, became somebody who was um, overweight. Uh, he looked older than everybody else because that's what drugs do to you. That's what alcohol does to you. One of the things that he had said most recently was, when he said, when I die, I don't want to be known as the guy from Friends. He goes, I want the first line of my obituary to say that I was somebody who helped people take the, I helped people get off of alcohol and drugs. Yeah. That he was proud of himself the last few years for cleaning himself up and that he was a sponsor to others who needed help when it came to their drug addictions and alcohol abuse and stuff like that. So he did clean himself up. But the fact of the matter is that he might have been 54 years old, but his body might have been 94 years old. Yeah, he might have yeah. wrecked himself um, because it's good that he was off of it for the last few years. I mean, think about how he died. I mean, he died. It's it's a it believed a drowning. Uh, I think the he wasn't well, the belief was he that he may, he may have he may have had a, a, a an aneurysm or, or a heart attack, cardiac or arrest, yeah. arrest or like that, and drowned inside of his hot tub. Yeah. Now, when I think of hot tub. I think of a hot tub for like the ones that I would have at my house or at a Airbnb, right? Yeah. You know, four person hot tub. So I found that to be odd. But if you go on to Instagram, um, he had his last post, which was of him relaxing in the hot tub. Yeah. So, so sad that that was his last post. That hot tub looked like it fit 20 people. I mean, oh, it was it, probably huge. It yeah. was a massive yeah. one. But it was him kind of relaxing. Earlier in the day, he was out playing pickleball. Apparently, he had been he was part of leagues, and he had been playing pickleball for two hours. And then he came home. His uh, he has an assistant. He asked the assistant to go run some errands for him. Assistant came back, found him unresponsive. No drugs found. No foul play. No suspicion of anything. It it was just it was his time. Damn man, that's sad. You know, he went the same way as uh, Dolores did from the Cranberries. Uh, uh, Riordan, right? Yeah, she, Riordan. she uh, drowned because she was drinking wine, though. In her case, it was alcohol-related. She was drinking wine. She passed, passed out. out, fell in, in the water, you know, kind of slipped in the in the tub, you know, fell in the... Not fell, but slid into the yeah. tub water and drowned. Uh, Matthew Perry, also known for a lot of the movie roles he was in. Um, he was never a really big movie star. Then again, none of the Friends people were big movie stars. Uh, but he had two iconic roles for me. Uh, they might not be iconic for most people, but uh, mid to late 90s with Salma Hayek in the movie Fools Rush In. Oh, yeah. That was probably I, one of his best performances. I loved him in that movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Trombia! It was funny, though. That was really kind of like almost true to life, you know, when you're a guy that's not used to a Latina or not used to that culture yeah. being introduced to it. You're, he's like, what the hell's going on? Uh, there are signs everywhere was the line towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I love that movie. Um, Salma Hayek, beautiful. The the scene where she's dancing uh, while cleaning the kitchen. I'll never get that out of my head. That's the hottest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but no, he was really good in that movie. Um, you know, the whole line about the guy being named Chewy, being nicknamed Chewy. Oh, yeah. 
You know, I'm Han Solo, you know. <laughs> There's a great line. He was also in the movie 17 again. Oh, yeah, I remember Efron. that. It was, yeah. it was one of those body switching movies from yeah. the early 2000s. I really liked that movie. Uh, I, I really liked that movie. Uh, my daughter that goes to college, we would watch that movie all the time. Uh, so rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Uh, to me, the best part of the show, Friends, it's not because he died. Uh, I didn't like any of the other characters. I liked Chandler Bing. Yeah, that was my guy. Yeah. On that show, I was forced to watch Friends a lot. That was my guy on that show. Uh, but it's very, very sad. Very, 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 very sad. Yeah, and we also lost actor Richard Mole. He used to play Bull from really? Nightcore back in the day. Yeah, dude. He passed Marky away. Post passed away recently, too. Wow, was... dude. Let me see here. Yeah, Richard, uh, actor Richard Bull, he was 80 years old, man, when he passed away earlier uh, this dude, that week. Dude, whole, that whole cast has died except for John Larroquette, man. Yeah. Uh, did you know that they brought back Night Court? I, I know it, they it, did. It's on, it's, on, it's on Peacock or Hulu? I think it was on, it's on Peacock. Peacock. It's yeah. on Peacock. It's with the, the, the blonde girl from The Big Bang Theory, Bernadette, the one who played Bernadette. Yeah. It's yeah. her and John Larroquette. It's uh, it's all right. It's all right. TMZ reporting about Matthew Perry saying that uh, pickleball was part of his recovery to keep him away from drugs. Very, very sad. Uh, I did see that Charlie Puth, uh, the uh, pop star, paid a tribute to him, uh, a very slow version of the Rembrandt song, oh. I'll Be There For You. But what was cool about it is if you go on TMZ.com, it was the crowd singing most of the song. And he was doing the the echoing part of it all, and it was very, it was very, 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 very cool. Hey, let's go ahead and do a, a quick ad read here for our our boy MCS General Contracting. Hopefully, the audio plays. If not, Mike's got you. Is it still doing that? MCS General nope. Contracting. On More than one. thirty years on of combined one. experience and concrete placement. They are the best in the business. Honest pricing, high quality work. They get going on house foundations, driveways, concrete patio decks. If you want to extend the deck, extend the driveway. If you're a business and you need to put together a slab, a parking lot, or other concrete placement services or sidewalks, reach out to MCS General Contracting at 210-774-9155. They're confident in their skills, so give Chris Leha over at MCS General Contracting a call at 210-774-9155. And thank you for being a sponsor of this show. All right. So shout out to Chris Leha over at MCS General Contracting. You need to go ahead and give them a call. If you need a parking lot, you need your driveway repaired. If you need a consultation when it comes to your home's foundation, they got the hardest concrete in the business. And do you know what makes it actually, you know, dry perfectly? Chris's tears from when the Astros lose. <laughs> Diamond hard, Diamond hard. says. JC says, nice new video. Very professional when it comes to it. I like it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate I it. I like Diamond it. Diamond hard. <laughs> so are you going as Batman for Halloween tomorrow? I'm just wearing this for the show, man. I can't actually do anything for Halloween because I'm going to be working. Usually I give okay. out candy to the neighborhood kids. Right. They're awfully cute, man. I like seeing the little kids come around dressed as Woody and all these other little you know, yeah. costumes that they have. Really cute because we know the neighborhood people, you know, around here, real good people. But man, I'm not gonna be able to do that because I'm gonna be busy working. I, I am gonna miss it, you know, handing out the candy, saying hi to the neighbors. Usually, if I know them and they come up and it's the dads, I got a, a you know a nice chest full of beer. Yeah, there you go. Hey, get you one. Now I, I got the kids tomorrow, uh, so they'll be dropped off to me tomorrow. 
Uh, I'll be taking them out and about in the neighborhood. Uh, I have a middle school age daughter who no longer wants to be around dad anymore. <laughs> so she's going to find her friends and scurry on off. I'll probably give away uh, a, a lot of candy. Now I think about it, I got to go get some. What kind of candy are we talking about? Dude, I only do good candy, man. Yeah, I, man. I don't, it, I mean, it has to be something M&M or Hershey related, nerds, things like that. Uh, I'm the one in charge of the Almond Joys, by the way, because whenever ever anyone gets an Almond Joy, that goes to dad. That is my candy right there. Yeah. And I don't hear any crap about people going, Ooh, Almond Joy sucks. Almond Joy is a tier one candy. I won't hear anything else about that. Yeah. But no, I, I typically give away, you know, Snickers or, or Twix. Don't be or, giving no Tootsie Rolls, man. The people that give out Tootsie Rolls, man, that's that's bad. Or that mix, that candy mix, the one that comes with all the cheap candy. Oh, the Brocks. From H-E-B. Yeah, man. <laughs> Come on, man. No, uh, that's cool. We do have a lot of people in our neighborhood who give out alcohol, you know, seltzers and stuff oh, like that. I give shots. out alcohol to the parents, dude. Yeah. yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Hey, man, they're walking around with the kids. They need a little sip of something. And Chris was asking me right now, Chris Gonzalez, Joe, what's your favorite Batman, man? I always got to go with the OG, man. That to me, that's Michael Keaton. Michael man. Keaton? Michael Keaton. Um, I'll go with Ben Affleck. Uh, Giddy. I'm <laughs> Ben Affleck, bro. I'm like, <laughs> no, mom. Almond Joy is ass. I agree. I hate Almond Joy. I Almond hate Joy coconuts, is delicious. dude. Oh, delicious. no, bro. Oh, no, I'll tell you what's, what's ass. Milky Way. Milky Way yeah. is ass. Milky Way is not that bad, dude. It's all right. You know what's what's low key a very good candy, and it's an old candy. It's been around for a century. And I and and, and if I was to go to like QT, I wouldn't seek it out. But if someone gives it to me, I get excited because I'm like, man, I, I don't seek it out. There's two candies. One is Baby Ruth. Okay, Baby Ruth hits, dude. It does. I it, like it. It's it one of my favorites. Good, but I'll never go for it, right? I'll never yeah. go actually go buy it myself. Unless somebody gives it to you. And the other is whatchamacallit. Uh, it's all right. You know which one's really good to me? What Probably one of my favorites. The Heath Bar. I don't think I've ever had that. Dude, that shit is freaking fire, man. Gen Z says anything but candy corn. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Candy corn, man. Come on. And that's so gross. That's so gross. <laughs> But we all agree that we're all going to skip Thanksgiving and go straight to Christmas, right? When is it too Jeez. early to put up the lights? Dude, they've already started with Christmas decorations all over the stores. They're pushing Christmas hard. You know what? As soon as that 31st calendar, you know, October, yeah. goes to 1 November, put up the fucking tree. I'm debating as to whether or not I should pay someone again to go do lights at my house. Bro, people don't understand when you have a two-story home, it's not for the faint of heart or, or for people our age no more, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ain't getting up there, bro. Dude, I have vaulted ceilings, and I think it hits like 27, 28 feet when it's all said and done. I'm not gonna be on top of my um on top of my roof nah. that high up there with me and my tubby ass going up there to, mm, to got go no business. Lights. No business. But then again, man, it, it's gonna cost like five hundred bucks. You know what you should do? One of the neighbors around the block here, they put these Govi, uh, they're called, it's a Govi oh, brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they just put them up there on, on the rafter, you know, the little tip of the, the roof where it comes to an apex, right? And it's all around the roof. And all they do is just simply have a nap. They push a button and it changes the color. If they want the motion lights for Christmas, it'll move. Yeah. You can't beat that. If you're going to pay 500 bucks, put it up there. 
Chris reaches out and says he's playing Christmas music already at, at work meetings. I hate Christmas. You know who's defrosted already? Fucking Mariah Carey, dude. I hate that freaking All I Want for Christmas. It's the greatest Christmas song of Fucking all time. Fucking hate that song, bro. Okay, which one's better? All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey or um, Last Christmas by Wham. Oh. Last Christmas. I'd rather listen to Wham's Last Christmas. But the very next was it other song that they have? Rocking around the Christmas tree. Yeah. The Eagles. I like the Eagles Christmas song. You know what song I like that's Christmas related? I like uh, "Don't Shoot Me, Santa" by the Killers. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah, there. That's a good one. Don't shoot me, Santa Claus. Yeah, uh, we, that's a good song. Uh, but but uh, I was at security service the other day. Uh, getting a uh, making a, a withdrawal, and I was talking to the um, girl at the counter, and I was I was telling her I was like, man, I've been I've been in line for ten minutes, and the music was fire in there, dude. Like the pop music they were playing, and I and I was like, man, this is good music. And she's like, yeah. And I said, when are they going to replace it with Christmas music, dude? Her smile turned to a frown real fast. Christmas music is ass. It is ass, dude. Now. The religious Christmas music, I kind of like, right? But I'm, what I'm saying, Christmas music, I'm talking about, like, rocking around the Christmas tree. Turn that shit off. Hey, look at that, man. The Drew Show. $5 from the Drew Show. Appreciate you, man. He says, culture. It's a self-correcting problem, but if Pop continues to run the run Sohan at PG out there like he had been, like he ran Bryn Forbes, Wemby will get fired. <laughs> you know what? That's the one thing I forgot to tell everybody today. We did go ahead and activate Super Chats, Super Stickers. We got a whole bunch of new stuff out here for YouTube if you want to go ahead and, and you know, partake in, in the frivolity. And what, what is that? It's like what Drew had right here. When you go ahead and you spend a little bit of money, you know, you go ahead and get this highlighted comment, man, that looks really nice like that. You know, you get little stickers, you get different stuff. Yeah, you get now. a highlighted one? Yeah. That happens now when you have Super Chats. That's nice. Super dude. chats. That's nice. I like it. I like it. You know what? One thing we got to bring back to that I keep forgetting every damn episode. What's that? Buy us a beer. Buy us a beer. Tell us all about it. Buy us a beer. If you like what we do, you like the show, you can go ahead and send me and Mike a tip here and you can buy us a beer. And I've lowered the prices for the beers too. I believe now they start at $1. Very nice. So you can go ahead and just go to that URL you see or if you're watching this on your TV. Go ahead and scan the QR code. It takes you straight there. Taking a look right now, I just got uh, asked to do three basketball games on Saturday, November 4th. Very, nice. very nice. I'll go ahead and accept those games. I like doing refereeing, dude. I got my referee outfit on right now. This is an actual referee uniform because it has the American flag right here. Yeah. It has my Texas High School Basketball Officials Association you know, I like it. thing right there. Uh, I love calling games, and high school season starts in about a couple of weeks. Right now, they got the middle schoolers that are going to get going early on. Uh, so I've got some games in SAISD, some games in Edgewood. When high school rolls around, I'll more than likely do NISD games. Nice. It's always, do it. it's always good doing stuff like that for the kids, for the cats. Mm -hmm. Sam reaches out and says, go listen to Mark Tremonti's new and first Christmas album. Uh, oh, sorry, I, I, I lost. Oh, look at that. Oh, oh, he's a Mark Tremonti's a Creed and Alter Bridge frame. I remember Alter Bridge. They played over at uh, what's it called? Uh, 
what's that one fiesta event at st mary's oyster bake oyster bake yeah yeah and look at man drew drew dropping some dimes dude man look at that for damn sure if it's me versus him situation between popping and and wemby (laughs) pop is gone same for vassell keldon and sohan you can count on that pallet. Yeah, Drew's been on fire on Twitter right now, just upset about what's going on with the Spurs. Oh. I know we're just three games in. Yeah, rightfully so, man. And I just think that, I mean, let's just call it what it is. You know, Pop got five chips over here. He's going to call the shots as to when he's going to leave. And unfortunately, he doesn't want to leave. And this is a younger person's league. I mean, you think about it this way. Pop is literally not exaggerated. 55 years older than half the roster. 55 years. It's time to go. It's been time to go for about five seasons. And I don't want there to be a Tom Landry situation because I get a feeling that that's the only way he'll ever get get going. Yeah. Is if he Tom Landry's himself and stays way too long. Tom Landry, back in 89, when he got let go, I think it was 89, he was done for. He had been done for for three or four seasons. Yeah. But he held on because he knew nothing else to do. Just kick Pop into the uh, upper management. Have, give him a consulting job. Give him a, a whatever job. Have him still be part of the family. But as far as being the head coach, think about all the talented assistant coaches that have come and gone. That have won championships like Mike Budenholzer, for example. Emilia Doka, who's done very well for himself. They came from this family tree. We've seen Becky Hammond leave. We've seen so many head assistant coaches leave. Who is left? That's what concerns me. I think Pop is mismanaging a lot of this stuff already. We can see it. We all see it. And I think that a lot of people think that there was going to be like this divide between Spurs fans. I don't think that divide exists anymore. I think Spurs fans see what's going on. And either Pop doesn't know what he's doing or he's tanking again. I think he's low-key tanking, bro. Brutal. He wants to pair somebody else that he's got an eye on with Wemby. Chris Gonzalez. Perfect way of putting it to end the show. Pop is living long enough to be the villain in his own organization. Some very Batman-type words right there. <laughs> you live long enough to be the villain. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone have a fantastic Halloween tomorrow. It's going to be fun out there. It's going to be cold out there. Bring the dogs in, why don't you? Even I did. (laughs) Don't be like Mike. Let the dogs in. (laughs) The one time you left the dog out there in the rainstorm. It was an accident. It was an accident. And, and And I went through hail and wind and water to get to them. They were under the porch, bro. They, they were, were they were good. They, they were all right. <laughs> they act like they were drowning in the backyard. I man. know. And then people got <laughs> mad because they were like, I can't believe you left them in rain. I'm like, they're animals. They were on the porch. <laughs> they're animals on the porch. Like, you do realize they're animals, right? And everyone just gave me so much shit for saying that. <laughs> At the end of the day, cats and dogs are animals. And that's why it rains like cats and dogs. Mike fine. Mike hates his dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Jew show, man. He's saying he has bad coaching. He's destroying all rookie players from last year, sabotaging Wemby's rookie season. Call a spade a spade. That's what Mike did. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. I, I, I agree with about 65% of what Drew is saying when it comes to that. Drew's not not off here, man. I'm going to be honest with you all, too, man. Coach Pop might just be low-key low key tanking. And this is also not a very good uh, draft class. It's, it's not, man. So, so, so I, I do it. Spurs right now have the opportunity to get between one to three first-rounders this year. Spurs have their own first-rounder. Yeah. They got Charlotte's if Charlotte makes the playoffs. So if they, if they make the playoffs, Spurs will have like somewhere in the mid-teens to, to 20s. And then the Spurs have um, – who else do we have? We we have Toronto's. Toronto's picks. But, yeah. I believe it's top six protected. Next year, the Spurs have our own. We have Atlanta's. And we have, is it Boston's next year? I think it is Boston's. So you've got three right there. And if the ones that are above us don't from this year don't convey, Spurs could have technically up to five first rounders next year. That's crazy, dude. That's crazy. And the Spurs have swaps along the way. But uh, everyone have a fantastic day. Gen Z saying, calm down, Drew. LOL. I agree. We're three games in, but, man, this point guard experiment is over. It's rough. It's it's over. It's not going to happen. Quit trying to make it happen, Pop. Everyone have a fantastic day out there. Stay indoors. Eat caldo. You'll be good. All right, Tex-Mex, Frank. Howdy, fellas. What are the hours and days of the show? We go Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I was doing noon, but since now I'm working at noon because of the scheduling that happened, now I have to go on at 10.30 till about 11.30. We're going a little over today, but that's usually the hours, 10.30, 11.30, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. When the schedule changes and I go back in at 1 or 1.30, we'll go back to 12. Very nice. All right, guys. We'll see you all later. We'll have see fun. you on Wednesday. Have a good one, fellas. Bye. Bye.